So the hymn is found both in your white bulletin insert as well as in the green hymnal in front of you. It's number 65. We've been going through the hymn of the day, and we finally arrived at the last of the hymns of the day, which would be the 27th Sunday after Trinity. We're in a three-Sunday season of sorts in which you have the eschatology of the uh, abomination of desolation coming in Jerusalem. Uh, You also have the uh, sheep and the goats. And then tonight we have the ten virgins, the five that were wise, five that were foolish. Uh, This particular hymn, uh, the composer, Johann Walter, uh, sometimes with an H, sometimes not with an H, he's more of a composer uh, writing tunes than really known for writing hymns, but he wrote this this particular hymn. Uh, Often you will hear uh, a legend that, well, you know, the... The Reformation, you know, all of those uh, uh, hymns that those pastors put together, they're bar hymns, which when they say that, they mean that all the pastors were in the bars drinking songs, and that's what that was. Actually, that's not what that refers to. Uh, the way that the hymns, the office hymns were written was with bars and uh, uh, musical. But um, even the idea that it would... Uh, come from a, a secular tune most of the time is is not the case. This one happens to be the one of the exceptions uh, to uh, to it. Uh, there was a secular folk song. Uh, it began, "My heart is feeling joyful this happy summertime." It was considered a summertime kind of. Song, my health within me renewing, my pleasure comes in spring, the lark is singing. Uh, Johann Walter, my heart is feeling joyful this happy summertime, for God is now preparing all things eternally. The heaven and earth, our God will make anew, that everywhere creation will be glorious, pure, and true. And so uh, he does pick this up. Uh, he does expand upon it. I know in past times we've talked about, well, there's, how many stanzas we got in this hymn? Seven. Seven, Seven yeah. And so most of the time you go, yeah, I'm pretty sure they left some out. You know, no Lutheran hymn has seven. It's It's got to have more than that, right? Um, how many do you think? Yeah, it had more. Fourteen? Or 12. In 1552, he wrote this hymn. 33 stanzas. Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Um, Yeah, by the... by the 17th century, they'd cut that down. Um, no longer was it a springtime hymn, but by picking the first one that was this one about the bridegroom, it became an eschatology hymn. Uh, but I did find it funny. 1552, he wrote this with 33 stanzas. In 1557, five years later, they added a stanza. <laughs> yeah, 33 wasn't enough. Someone decided we ought to have 34. Um, 
Anyway, we're going to be using stanzas 31, 8, 9, 16, 18, 17, and 13. Um, I think these seven will do for us, and it should work out just fine. Uh, it was translated for the first time, 1880, by Matthias Loy for the Ohio uh, Synod. Let's take a look at this hymn about the end times. Stanza one. The bridegroom soon will call us. Bridegroom soon will call us. Come all ye wedding guests. Come all ye wedding guests. May not his voice appall us. While slumber binds our breasts, may all our lamps be burning, and oil be found in store, that we with him returning may open find the door. So this uh, hymn about the ten virgins and the bridegroom returning, uh, already it's, it's beginning to, to put that together. Uh, this is the first stanza about the wedding guest. We have the voice of the bridegroom, uh, this call out, uh, not only that he is coming, but then we're going to find that once they have gone in and the door is shut, uh, that the, uh, his voice says to those outside, he, he, they don't know him. Um, we find of the, of the ten virgins, we've got five that are wise, five that are foolish. We find all of them fall asleep uh, while slumber binds our breasts. Um, don't think it's simply talking about sleeping. What's it talking about? Death? Death? We all die. I guess that would work. Ignoring the word of God and not having faith. Oh. So, but the but the wise ones slept too. Mm, they did. Ooh. Hmm. People. What now? They're people. We're people. Yeah. Hmm. People are supposed to sleep. Supposed to sleep. But maybe it means time. It's what? Maybe it's time. Time. <clears throat> like. Time binds us until the last day. Yeah. Yeah, it's rhetorical, so. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, uh, the church fathers see this as uh, when it talks about each of us is to be watchful and 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 wake. That that none of us have the strength that we need. Uh, to endure or to listen. That is, the law shows us our sins. And so, uh, we have, ah, we'll get to it in a bit, but, but we've got the wedding. Um, and they're going to come. You just have to wait. Um, just wait for him to come. They all fall asleep. Uh, we had a similar thing that happens in another part of the scripture. What else? Say it. The Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of Gethsemane, absolutely. He tells them to, to watch and pray and to wait, and yet uh, he comes back, right, and finds them sleeping again. Um, it, it is not the sin that overcomes us, that which is, you might say, binding us, that which is uh, uh, 
within us that's always uh, uh, leading us astray. Um, you know, even while it does that, uh, let us not be appalled by his words. Let us heed his words. Let us uh, trust in those words. It says that our lamps, that all our lamps be burning oil found in store. Obviously, that's a reference to faith. It's a faith in Christ. Um, the oil in our lamps. Um, we'll get to that in a bit, but... Uh, uh, but the climax of stanza one is in the last words that may open, find the door. Um, each one of these stories teaches us just a bit. First, we are taught that we need to flee from the abomination. We need to go to a, a safe place. Uh, in the second story that we have, which is the sheep and the goats, uh, we hear that uh, the Lord knows those who are his. He, they know, he knows his sheep. Um, and so he separates them out. Uh, in this world, it's all mixed up, but, but he, can, he can do that. With this particular one, we've got this added uh, uh, reference to not only the faith that saves, but the door that is shut, uh, that there is a limited time, that the grace of God finally comes to an end, and when the door is shut, then those who do not have faith, I'm talking about the end of time, end of life, uh, are, are not able to be saved, and so that we may find this open door. <coughs> Stanza two. There shall we see delighted our re- dear Redeemer's face. There shall we see delighted our dear Redeemer's face. Who leads our souls benighted. Who leads our souls benighted. To glory by His grace. To glory by His grace. We describe this as the beatific vision, the blessed vision. We finally get to what we have known by faith. We now get to see by sight. We get to see the blessed vision of, uh, of Christ himself, uh, the Redeemer's face. The patriarchs shall meet us, the prophet's holy band. The patriarchs shall meet us, the prophet's holy band. Apostles, martyrs, greet us in that celestial land. Apostles, martyrs, greet us in that celestial land. So we have all the office holders, all those whom the Lord has called and sent out, uh, whether it's prophets of old, patriarchs uh, even before, uh, whether it is the apostles, pastors, uh, martyrs, all of those those ones who have, by their words, led us, and we have followed those words, we all there gather in that celestial land to, to see our dear Redeemer's face. In stanza number three, they will not blush to own us as brothers, sisters dear. They will not blush to own us as brothers, sisters dear. So the saints that are there are not embarrassed. Uh, they are not, oh yes, you are one of us. You're going to see the love of the brethren uh, in all of, its, of all of its glory. Love ever will be shown us when we with them appear. Love ever will be shown us when we with them appear. And so the love that comes from brothers uh, in the faith. The last part I'll read, we all shall come before him who for us Man became as Lord and God, adore him, and ever bless his name. And so having seen his face in stanza number three, uh, two, 
Now it talks about uh, how we come before him, uh, the one who is both true God and true man, that we might adore and bless him just as we did here on earth. Stanza number four. If we've seen the office holders as well as the saints, now uh, our Father. Our Father, rich in blessing, will give us crowns of gold. Our Father, rich in blessing, will give us crowns of gold. And to his bosom pressing, impart a bliss untold. And to his bosom pressing, impart a bliss untold. So, our Heavenly Father who is there gives us crowns of gold. He gives us the blessings that he has promised. Uh, there we receive all of that. Um, pressing us to his bosom, that is, showing us the love that he has for us. He gives us a bliss that, that we can't even imagine. Um, this is what he has promised for us. We'll welcome with embraces of never-ending love. We'll welcome with embraces of never-ending love. And deck us with his graces in blissful realms above. So the love and grace that he has shown us here is even uh, shown in greater measure there. In stanza number five, uh, this composer speaks of the music, the music that goes on. In yonder home shall never be silent music's voice. In yonder home shall never be silent with hearts and lips forever we shall in God rejoice. With hearts and lips forever we shall in God rejoice. So the music that we have picked up, yeah, we see it in the book of Revelation. They're singing hymns and songs. and uh, So we too uh, will be joining with them in this forever praise. The angels shall adore him, all saints shall sing his praise. The angels shall adore him. And bring with joy before him their sweetest heavenly lays. Stanza number six it speaks about mansions, it speaks about feasts. In mansions far and spacious will God the feast prepare. So we talk about uh, the marriage feast. Here is this feast, as well as uh, pulling together the idea that we will also have a dwelling place there, mansions. And ever kind and gracious, bid us its riches share. And ever kind and gracious, bid us its riches share. And so we see bliss and love and and. and Pleasure, rightly as the Lord wishes to give us. Their bliss that knows no measure from springs of love shall flow, and never changing pleasure his bounty will bestow. We get to stanza seven. Stanza seven. Uh, there are uh, throughout his uh, hymn uh, various uh, trials that the Lord is uh, rescuing us from. Um, here we have ten that are mentioned, uh, uh, with one, two, three, four, five, six, six frums, uh, but quite a few things piled up that are going to be uh, released, set us free from. 
Thus God shall from all evil forever make us free. Thus God shall from all evil forever make us free. From sin and from the devil, from all adversity. From sin and from the devil, from all adversity. From sickness, pain, and sadness. From sickness, pain, and sadness. From troubles, cares, and fears. And grant us heavenly gladness and wipe away our tears. And grant us heavenly gladness and wipe away our tears. And so, uh, even as the book of Revelation talks about there, there'll be no hunger, no thirst, uh, no more. And so, these are the things that are no more as we enjoy the uh, the bliss. All right, it's a familiar uh, tune. Uh, The bridegroom soon will call us. We'll sing stanza one. The bridegroom soon will call us. Come all ye wedding guests. May not his voice upon us. Are on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you can find it uh, in your white uh, book. It's on page 17. So, uh, there are how many petitions in the Lord's Prayer? Seven. This one is the fourth. It finds itself smack dab in the middle. Uh, we've dealt with uh, God's name. Uh, God's kingdom, God's will. Then we get to daily bread. After that, we get to the fifth. Our trespasses. You know, it kind of sounds like we had spiritual things and spiritual things as we kind of move on, deliver us from evil and Lead us not into temptation. And smack dab in the middle, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. Um, Where am I going to find bread? Miriam, where where would I find some bread? What do you think? I don't know. Where would we find bread? You might find it at the grocery store. Um, you might find it at my house to the right of the sink. It's right on on the counter. Where else? Daily bread. Where? The table. On the table. That's what we're eating. Jay. You might find it in the Word. You might find bread in the Word. Ooh, Mark. I think I might find bread in the flower pot here mixed up with bread to get made. So. Hmm. This 
this daily bread that we have. Um, we don't ask God simply for bread. Um, and yeah, we got to you know you, you can pick it out where you're going to find it. Well, I'll find it here, but but you know it it, it it's on my table. But it was it was actually over there on the counter. But before that, it was over in the grocery store, and then before that, it was at the baker's house, and before that, Jane? Well, in the field to begin with, it was in the field. It was in the field before it was ever, it was grain, and it was that you could put... Now that the Israelites ate bread at, like, every meal or something, I mean, we think of bread as, it's kind of a side, you eat it with a sandwich, but bread was, that was... Pretty much. <laughs> that was the staple. The that was... So, it, it it seems like it's saying, you know, our sustenance. You know, Correct. The things that we need to survive. All the know. things that we need. You're right. And so, if you're going to use a part for the whole, the part... Well, yeah, that would, that would be the thing that went with everything. Absolutely. And so, this kind of a, a sustenance that goes with it. Um, as Luther explains in the large catechism, he goes on to say that daily bread uh, is, is, uh, includes everything. Um, all that we need for, for, this, for this life. And so you have to back up a bit and you have to see that there is, is more than just, you know, we're not excluding the fruits and vegetables or the meat that goes with that. And we're not excluding, you know, the uh, uh, the house that God has given you that you might enjoy bread in, or the oven which was needed to cook the food so that we could have. And so you begin to go, wait a minute. Um, our Lord is, is, is directing quite a bit in order to make, in fact, you know, uh, all that he might sustain us and that is his desire. That's what he wants for us. Let's do a little uh, uh, learn by heart, and we'll come back. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? Answer. God gives daily bread indeed without our prayer. Also to all the wicked. But we pray in this petition... That he would lead us to know it. And to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. So, you take your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you pick it up. You take about three bites, and all of a sudden your dad says, wait a minute, did you pray for that? No, you didn't pray for that. And in my house, we say, it's going to rot in your mouth. <laughs> Whoa. Is it? No. No. In fact, uh, uh, but it doesn't taste as good. <laughs> no. Not so, made that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm beginning to wonder. Mm. Um, exactly. So, God gives peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, to both believers and unbelievers. Um, he provides, as it says here, even for the wicked, uh, also to the wicked, he gives out daily bread. 
he gives to them sun, which grows the grain, which gives the bread, which gives to that. And whether they pray for it or not, it sustains their bodies and provides for them. And we have a very good Heavenly Father, even to those who would say he doesn't exist and would speak evil of him, he is giving them their daily bread. But we pray, why? Not so it tastes better, not tastes better, not so that it doesn't run your mouth. We pray so that what? He would lead us to, to know that he's giving it to us. Know that he's giving it to us. Our prayers are our acknowledgement that he is giving it to us. And when we forget it, our prayers remind us those that we know it. Aha! This is what God has provided for me. And more than that, what does God want us to do? To receive it. What does it say? To receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. I might have a sermon on that tomorrow. We'll just have to see. (laughs) Thanksgiving. Uh, To receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. Um, You can receive it, but with thanksgiving is one in which you acknowledge that the Lord is providing and and giving it to you and and for you. Um, Does he want us to receive it? Absolutely. He's given it for us. Um, There are some preachers that are uh, convinced that that material things are bad. Well, God made material things. In fact, he made this whole world out of material and all of that, and then he put us in the middle of it because he wants us to receive those things in a right and proper way and to do it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So he is giving it to us. Um, before we go too much further, uh, he doesn't, we, we don't just pray, say, give us bread, but we say, give us our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. What's the concern about Give us this week's bread. Give us all month's bread. There's the one passage, you know, we don't worry about tomorrow, but, you know, the Lord's going to provide for you what you need for this day. And I think that helps us to trust in him. If if I knew that I was going to be taken care of, I had all the money I needed until I died... Like, I wouldn't pray as much. <laughs> um, I think it's helpful for us. God gives us what we need for each day, and then we trust in him for the next day. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I guess we ought to pray the Lord's Prayer every day. Then. <laughs> Wait a minute. People <laughs> should say our daily prayer. If you don't, then that day you don't. Oh. Um, hmm. Maybe the Lord had this in mind, huh? Yeah. Um, Right. What then is meant by daily bread? Answer, repeat after me. Everything that belongs to the sport and wants of the body. Everything that belongs to the sport and wants of the body. Everything that belongs to the support and wants of the body. Everything that belongs to the support and wants of the body. All right, let's go through it. 
such as food, Jonathan, drink, food, drink, clothing. I'm sorry, you got to follow the order. You can't put it in any order you want. Food, drink, clothing, shoes, house. Now we got house, home. House, house and home. Um, um, at, at Luther's time, this is probably a reference to uh, not only the place that you had your inside the city, but also outside uh, uh, as well. Um, but house, home. Everything uh, that belongs to the sports and needs of the body, such as... Home. Um, house, home. Katie, you got the next one. Field. 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 I'm struggling with this just a little bit because I'm learning a new version, so you got to work, work with me. Um, Mom? Cattle. Cattle. So we got field, we've got cattle. Um, all right, field, cattle. Money. Money. Goods. Goods. Dang. A pious spouse, one that is a godly, a godly spouse. Uh, pious children. Pious children, those that are God, those that do as they should, but follow the word. Next one, pious servants. Everything that belongs to the sport and wants of the body, such as... Pious servants. Pious servants. All right, we got three pious in a row. Let's see. Next one. Pious and faithful rulers. Pious and faithful rulers. Next one. Good government. Good government. Good government. Good weather. Good government. Good weather. All of these things go together. And as we said before, we talked about the house that is there, but then we go, wait a minute. The government? Yeah, without the government, you might have it, but not for long. Uh, if the government isn't there to protect it, if the government isn't there uh, to provide peace so that there might be a, a communication system, a transportation system, uh, that we might be protected from our enemies that would come and take it, or from thieves that would. In each one of these, you can see how it can short-circuit the gift of daily bread. So we got good government, good weather. Way in the back. Peace. Peace. Health. Health. And discipline. discipline, peace, health, discipline, all the way back. Everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, fields, cattle, money, goods, pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather. Peace, health, discipline. Cecil? Honor. 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 Even honor. Even that, that so that um, we have a good reputation among each other and we're able to uh, um, uh, conduct business because of that. Uh, all right. Honor. Dan? Oh, Leanne. Good friends. Good friends. Good neighbors and the like. Ooh, faithful neighbors. Faithful neighbors. 
You're right, I got the old one. But faithful neighbors and the like. So you're going to have to do both of those. Everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, fields, cattle, money, goods, pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, Very good. Um, it takes half a church just to go down the list that Luther has. Um, but it does let you know the bountifulness of our God who is showering these blessings upon us and, and making sure that we are provided and taken care of. Um, I do want to mention, just as Jane mentioned earlier, there are other scripture passages that let us know things like, man does not live by bread alone. Oh, wait. But God gives us daily bread. Yes, he does. But you don't live by that. What do you live by? By every word that comes from the mouth of God. The word uh, we have. And then at other places, even our uh, Savior, in which uh, the disciples said, well, give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. Um, And so our Lord even chooses to use another staple, wine as well, bread and wine, in connection with Lord's Supper, uh, in order that he might give us spiritual blessings, his body and blood, for the forgiveness of sins. And so this is a very common thing, that just as we need bread for our daily existence, so also we need Jesus himself, we need the bread of life, we need his word that it might sustain us uh, spiritually. Uh, the church has used the Lord's Prayer uh, in the uh, prior to the words of institution. It says that our Lord prayed uh, and, and blessed the food. Uh, we don't know what that prayer was. But we do know the prayer that our Lord taught us, and so the church has used the Lord's Prayer at that particular place in in the liturgy. Often the pastoral places hands over the elements uh, and maybe even making the sign of the cross at the sign of that fourth petition uh, to remind us that we're using this prayer as this daily bread, that it might help us to do as well and to lead us, uh, keep us from temptation and, and, and all of that. Um, and so that is, is provided as well. Um, I've run a little bit short. Uh, with, I'm going to skip over the Bible verse. Let me light the rest of the candles and we'll begin. Page 224, we'll begin with the order of vessels. Please stand. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. 
glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. It's from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is God's word. Our hymn, The Bridegroom Soon Will Call Us. The Bridegroom Soon Will Call Us Come all ye wedding may not his voice upon us, while slumber lies of rest, may
Jewish custom, the parents arranged the marriage. Uh, they set it up. That was the uh, engagement. Uh, that was considered the marriage itself. Um, it was a contract in which uh, sometime at a future date, uh, the groom and his friends then would make kind of a festival procession uh, to the bride's home. Uh, she would then go with him, accompanied by the maidens, to the uh, wedding banquet, and then finally to his home. And so what we see here is that uh, festal procession and the coming and the taking of the, of the bride uh, to, the, to the wedding feast. Jesus begins this with the words, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to... It must be describing. What do we say is the kingdom of heaven? Church. It's God's church. It's God's church here in this world. Um, all right. When we say the church, we're not talking about the building. What are we talking about? Believers. Believers. We're talking about believers in Jesus. Where are? Where do we find them? We find them gathered around. With word and sacrament. Word and sacrament. That's where we find believers. But Jesus in this story describes foolish and wise. Hmm. Is he simply saying that some of you guys just don't really have the mental capability? Um, some of you are not so smart? Um, hey, what about that? Um, there are times in which he describes he's going to bring in both the good and the bad. He's going to bring them all in and invite them to the marriage, you know. But, but that's not what this one's talking about. In fact, we've got uh, ten virgins, ten young unmarried women. And this is to be a description. What's all going on here is a description of the church. So, what about these guys? How many have lamps? All of them. All of them have lamps. All of them. How many of them have oil for their lamps? Five. All ten. Only five. Only five. Um, five have lamps and have no oil. Simply put, the oil is made. His faith in Jesus Christ. Um, you got your car, but you got no gas. Hmm. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go anywhere. Be foolish to try to say, "Well, I got the car." No, you, you need to have just like the the lamb is 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 irrelevant without without faith. So how many of these virgins are believers? Just five. Just five. I thought we said that the church was made up of believers. But now Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, which is the church, is made up of half believers and half unbelievers. All right, only one believers. No, this is the left side, right? The goats can stay here, the sheep can go... Wait, is that what Jesus is saying? That 
The kingdom of heaven is made up of believers and unbelievers? Hmm. We've got five that are wise and five that are foolish. Jay? Well, there's the visible church and the invisible church. Ah. There's the church we can see. Ooh, and there's the church we can't see. Um, hmm. Is that going to help me? If I can't see it? Well, it doesn't, you don't need to know. You don't need to know who the believers are. Oh, I don't know who the believers are, do I? Because salvation is not up to you. So you're saying that in this world, uh, God is gathering a church, and as we said, we're going to find believers gathered around word and sacrament. But Jesus lets us know that in this world there's also going to be others that are going to be gathered around that word and sacrament. And they may not be believers. They may be foolish. Um, hmm. Can you tell? they got lamps. Everyone has lamps. You kind of go, well, look at them. Hey, they got lamps. Um, I, they, they look like look like the right ones. Do the lamps represent anything? Like good works or anything like that in the Bible, maybe? Um, I wouldn't be adverse to saying that. Um, in other words, there are many that think that, uh, well, I, I, I went to church, I sat in the pew, um, I worked on the, the work day and painted the uh, walls of the church, and I helped at the potluck, and I hung around, and outwardly it has all the kind of works, it has all the stuff that everybody has seen. But does that make you one who is going to be received into the marriage feast? It's not really a good work without faith, though. But it's not a good work without faith, so that can't just so be... it could be, but we don't... It can be external, outward kind of stuff, for sure. Um, and, and of course, there is, but we can't please God, you know, without faith, it's, it is not pleasing. Um, so yes, uh, in this world, well, there can be others. Why would they be gathered here? Um, here, what do we find? Uh, they're gathered here. What do they want to say? Um, why, why are they? Why are they waiting? Why are they waiting with the other five? They want to get into the feast. They want to go where? To heaven. Oh, everybody wants to go to heaven. <coughs> they all want to. You might someone say that we're all trying to get to heaven. But usually when they say that, you go, yeah, five, the five foolish ones wanted to go too. They didn't get in. Uh, <laughs> how did they think they would get there? Oh, they got a lamp. Katie said they might have a Bible, but don't read it. She was saying, absolutely. <laughs> um, they might come because it makes their spouse happy. But they don't believe all that stuff. You know, it goes back to the family if I go. Um, there may be all kinds of reasons exactly like that, uh, that that brings them here. Guess what? They're hanging out. They want to go to the feast. They've got the external things that, that you know, they got their Christian t-shirt, they got their Bible, they're ready to go. Um, does he only let those in who were awake and watchful? That doesn't do it. That doesn't do it. In fact, we find even the wise ones couldn't stay awake. 
Um, that's why I said this kind of sin that, that weighs us all down, you know. Uh, uh, given enough time, we all fall short, you know, of what is needed. And, and yet, all those things are there. Um, when the cry goes out, um, what about these wise ones? Um, they're pretty wise, but, but aren't they kind of selfish? Why wouldn't they share their oil? I thought we're supposed to be loving to our neighbor, and here they're, they're holding their oil and not sharing it. Does no good if it only takes you halfway. But it's because God gives him faith. You can't give faith to another person. Right, right. Um, Faith is the oil, and so, you know, um, how many times does someone come up to me and see my collar and and, and they come up to me and they, you know, start talking to me and they go, but my grandma, she prays all the time. My my grandma's really, you know, she. You, you, you kind of want to go, yeah, you don't go to church, do you? Um, your grandma's the believer, and everybody thinks they'll wake up to heaven because of grandma. Um, no, you can't be saved by someone else's faith. And, and the wise say, no, you got to have your own faith. Um, um, and that's... that's um, but there's a rude awakening when we get to the end of this. And the rude awakening is that uh, those who have faith are welcomed into the marriage feast. Those that believe in Christ are welcomed in. Uh, those who come back later, it says that the door is shut. Um, now is the time to have the oil. Now is the time to believe. Now is the time to hear the word of God and to trust in the salvation. There will come a point in which that door of Receiving the word will be shut. Uh, it'll be at the moment of your death, which may be on the way home tonight. I, I don't know. I believe not. Don't wait. Um, it may be at the last day when the Lord returns. It may be in 30 years. It may be whenever. When it says, Watch therefore, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour, it's letting us know that you know what it takes. And that faith is a gift that comes through the hearing of the word. Be watchful. Make sure that nothing gets in the way of your faith in Jesus Christ, your trust in him. Um, What does he say of those others who hung around the church, acted like the church, knew all the stuff, but didn't have faith? Jesus knows his own. When we talk about knowing the sheep, he already puts them on the, uh, on the right side even before anything is mentioned. He knows those who are his. To these, he did not know them, uh, though they hung around. And so, yes, in this world, uh, the church uh, outwardly can not all that come are necessarily believers. Uh, on the last day, we will separate that out. Uh, and only those who are the wise ones of faith in Christ will be saved. Questions? Anything else? All right. Uh, get out your red sheet and let's have our recite word by word. Pastor, you're holding the Fifth Commandments, Apostles' Creed, Eric, Lord's Prayer, 
Mark, uh, Holy Baptism, Jane, do confession absolution, and second the altar. Van, uh, please stand. The Ten Commandments teach what we are to do. The law of God reproves all sin according to God's wrath. The law requires the entire confidence of the whole heart of man. In repentance we acknowledge our sin, that there is no good in us. Without faith in Jesus Christ, all are utterly lost. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The Apostles' Creed teaches what God does and gives. In addition to temporal blessings, the Heavenly Father has given to us through the preaching of the Gospel by the Holy Spirit our whole redemption and salvation obtained by Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection. It is therefore certain that we are justified by faith in Christ alone, not on account of our merits. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord's Prayer teaches how we should pray. There is nothing so necessary as to constantly call upon the divine name, invoking and begging God to grant us faith and the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, to preserve and increase faith and fulfillment, and to remove from us all that obstructs and hinders our progress. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Holy baptism brings us into the Christian community. Christian baptism, water connected with the word, is truly God's own work, received by faith, that it might impart salvation Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Confession and absolution is the voice of the gospel. It is the proper use of the gospel to believe the absolution of our sins and to be assured that they are forgiven us without any merit of our own, through Christ, and that when we believe the words of absolution, we are assuredly reconciled to God as if we heard a voice from heaven. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The sacrament of the altar is food for the soul. We approach the sacrament in order to receive the treasure of Christ's body and blood, through and in which we obtain the remission of sins. The sacrament is given as daily food and nourishment, by which faith may repair and recover its strength against attack and temptation. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is given for you, to do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, and remember something. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon ourselves the armor of light. Now in the fleeting time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.